0: But I think the main thing is, at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court. And the rules are the same. So we, uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah,
1: it's yeah, yeah, on the back of the you did, you did A little
0: free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Nine by Nine, the eighty-one square meters of the best volleyball coverage on the internet. It is Tuesday, January thirty-first, twenty twenty-three. This is episode fifty-three. My name is Rob Saint Clair, live from Chicago. That is Everett Delorme, live from Toronto, Ooh. north of the border. And Everett, stop me if you've heard this one before. Stop me if you've heard this one before. But Imoco caneliano has won the Coppa Italia. I feel like I'm feeling like I'm having deja vu or something. But they're fifth in history, and I believe they're fourth in a row. Conegliano <laughs> wins the Copa Italia again.
1: yeah, this is a, a team that we didn't know what they were going to we knew they were going to be good, you know they get they lose a gonu, and they pick up hack Hawk, sorry, because um, she's definitely not a hack uh, in the, <laughs> in the slightest, but we didn't really know what to expect from this uh, Conigliano team, and now Rob as we were just discover, get, discussing off air, we need to put them in the Affinity, Infinity Stones conversation alongside Perugia because they have gone undefeated in, in championship situations, right? With three trophies to their name now. They're t- two away from getting all five and finish, finishing up the Infinity Gauntlet, um, but have just been absolutely dominating in Italy. And I mean, you saw it in this one too. There was, there was really almost no contest uh, up against Malonza. Um, but Conigliano has looked so, so good from top to bottom. You can just tell that this is an organization that runs well, right? To, to to just continue like this without missing a beat after losing arguably the best player in the world. Sure, you pick up arguably one of the other best players in the world, but still, this team just works so well together, and I have to like tip my hat to them because, hands down, the best organization in women's volleyball right now.
0: By far. Huge credit to Daniele Santarelli, clearly the best coach in women's volleyball. Uh, Monica De Gennaro in her 10th season in Caneliano, getting five Coppa Italia wins is ridiculous. Uh, let's talk about the final. Uh, Caneliano, three dongs, Malonza, 25-17, 23-19. So, Two out of those three sets, not even close. But, and I, this is a fun game to watch because it really just was classic Corneliano volleyball, like their identity the last couple of years with a lot of different pieces. The only ones that are really consistent are Volos, De Cruyff, and De Gennaro. Everyone else has really moved around a lot, but it's the same old thing. They absolutely destroy teams in transition. They get one block touch, they dig one ball, they're a good defensive team, and they destroy people in transition. Also, you combine that with 48% perfect passing as a team, 69% positive, including phenomenal numbers from Catherine Plummer, of all people. If, If that's your main serving target in most situations, and she passes the ball that well, Corneliana will never, ever lose. No, and I mean, I think we've we've seen this from Plummer before. She does really, really well
1: when things are going well, but and when she starts getting the pressure is where she's cracking. But, hey, she got a lot of that pressure, um, and, and it, nothing really happened. I think you have to look also on the other side of the net, and this Maloneza team, they looked pretty good out of the gate, right? They they actually came out pretty strong in the first set, but then you could just tell that it, like a, a Canigliano just has this ability to smother it oh, yeah. so, so well. Um, they're just hands down the best. They're hands down the best team in Italy. You can hundred percent give them the crown as the best team in the world right now because they did win that Club World Championships in the in the fall or early winter, if you will. And I mean, Valkov Bank was there. They beat them in the finals. Exacerbasha was there. They beat them in pool play. The only team that they didn't play was Fenerbahce. Or did they
0: play? No, they Fenerbahce no, Fener wasn't, wasn't there. Wasn't but there. they it's safe to say they would beat them if they played. I think most people would take that bet. But th- th- those in my mind are the only three teams
1: that can beat them this season. And it's c- this season because it- and it's clear that no one in Italy is going to be able to do that.
0: No chance, especially not in a, in a series in the playoffs. And that's kind of what we talked about with Perugia on the men's side last week. Like maybe they lose a match here and there. And the, the, the place where you're most susceptible to losing one match and then failing to win a tournament is a tournament like the Coppa Italia or the Champions League final. Because otherwise in Champions League, you get at least two matches in those series in the playoffs. Other than that there I don't see anybody in Italy beating Caneliano in a five match series. There's absolutely, absolutely no, no way, way. Malonza Scandici, Novara no chance can they beat this Caneliano team three out of five times also just because
1: of their depth too like remember right. they have still have Alexa Gray on the bench right now, and she just clearly doesn't fit, fit into their system as well you know as it's been mentioned many times on the uh, on the discord, and I think really a little too much to get into her passing her passing isn't fantastic, but I think she's a better offensive uh uh, option than either Robinson or or Plummer. So you still have other looks and other versions of this team to go to and that depth f- for a long run. So yeah, Kenny right now best team in women's volleyball, hands down.
0: For sure. Yeah, you've got top three players in the world that setter opposite in Libero. You've got three great middles and four great outside hitters. Like what more could you ask for? The Infinity Gauntlet is very much in play. Yeah, and absolutely. I, they're, they're, they're definitely going to get the fourth one in, in the Scudetto. Champions League is the only question. They've got some real contenders. So uh, that that'll be obviously the most interesting tournament women's volleyball this year. Let's take a look at the rest of the bracket because this kind of snuck up on me. Everett, we previewed the quarterfinals on last week's show. The uh, one was played Tuesday, Kameleana beat beating Cuneo. The rest were played on Wednesday. What I didn't realize, at least at the time, was that this entire tournament was happening this week. So weird, eh? Yeah, like that, I, that's, I, that's abnormal. At least somebody in the chat, if this is if this is abnormal, let me know. It's definitely not how they do the men's Coppa Italia. No, exactly. And you know what? Part of me likes it. I kind of liked it actually. And yeah. but part, you know,
1: like I, I, I like kind of like spreading it out, but also I kind of like it just having that focus. For like one week you have a little mid season little tournament here. I I, I kinda of
0: like it. I didn't mind it. Yeah, I was cool with it. So let's talk about kind of the rest of the tournament. Uh the quarterfinals. We already talked about Caneliano beating Cuneo. That was a beatdown. Novara beat Kieri three to one. Bergamo, kinda of like we predicted, Everett. Came out of the clouds, beat Scandicci in five to advance to the semis. And then Malonza beat Castel Maggiore. Uh, Bergamo definitely ran out of magic in the semifinals. Malonza handled them no problem. Um, Canigliano versus Novara was an okay match. Uh, Novara <laughs> took the third in that one before kind of running out of gas in a winnable fourth set. But they couldn't get across the finish line. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't think we, should,
1: we even need to talk about it. Like, yeah. all of these games led up to, to, led up to Canigliano winning. So, um, c- congratulations on that. Um but yeah that that's it that's it about about it for uh Copia Italia and me. I mean can we just know even more now. Like to be honest, we just know that everyone else is mid at best. Um the two best options are Scandici and Malonza, and neither of them can figure out their squad or what what the hell they're doing. They honestly both feel like headless chickens just running around.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh is the best. They certainly are. So, uh, Everett, should we move on to what, more action coming from Wednesday? We, were, we honestly weren't really even paying attention to the Copa Italia yeah. quarterfinal on the women's side because... It was the big the big
1: day in the Champions League. Um, it all came down to this. There's so many diff- fun stories uh, leading into that one. If you guys watched our show with Eric Shoji, you would have seen it. But, Rob, take us away. Can you let, Let's see if you can break this down in a minute or
0: less. All right, here we go. So we, we did the watch along on Wednesday for most of it. Uh, we, I'm going to go through these in chronological order as they happened on Wednesday with Champions League men's week six. All right. So first thing in the morning, morning North American time, we had Hawk Bank Ankara beating Haybar Pizardzik 3-0. The only thing that meant was that Haybar clinched the win in pool B and the five seed overall. Okay. So we knew that uh, going into kind of the rest of the day. Next big match that set the tone for the rest of the day, as we talked about with Eric Shoji, was the one that I was on the call for, Yashemski-Vanguil versus Friedrichshafen. And most of the rest of Champions League was rooting for Friedrichshafen to take at least one set. If JW ended up winning this match 3-0, they had a great chance of taking the number one overall seed in the bracket, and and they did. Yashemski wins 3-0. Friedrichshafen choked massively in sets 2 and 3. They led 23-20 in the second They led 23-21 in the third. I think they led like 15-12 in the first. Completely blew all three of those sets. It didn't end up mattering for Friedrichshafen, but the rest of Europe was rooting for them to at least take one set. They choked away opportunities. They couldn't do it. Yeah, Shemsky wins 3-0. They had a great chance to take the number one overall seed. All they needed after that was for Trentino to not sweep Zoxa, and we'll get to that later. Going on about the same time, Zirat Bankasa Ankara taking on Ljubljana. And this all this had to do was who gets second place in Pool E to make it out. And it was a banger. In Turkey, Ljubljana comes in, goes up 2-1, to one, but Zirat clutches it out. They take second place in Pool E in a, off a five-set win. They bring in Osmani Terena just in time. He's now official, officially signed to Zirat Bank as they head into the Champions League playoffs. So Zirat advances as a second-place team out of Pool A. Ljubljana is out. Montpellier Montpellier beat Novi Sad. Nobody cares. Didn't matter. Berlin beat Xavierce, and not only did they beat him, they smacked him. The one thing that we weren't really predicting as we were talking about this with Eric Shoji and all, all the drama coming in, because this match had everything on the line. The only thing, ever that we didn't really see coming was a three dog. And that's exactly what we got. Berlin put on a clinic at home against Xavierce. Now, Xavierce didn't have their starting libero, no Santiago Denani. But this was a terrible, terrible showing from previously the first place ranked team in the Plus Liga, who because of this three set loss and because Hawk Bank Ankara had already won this pool, Xavier was locked into third in the pool. They were in significant danger of missing the playoffs entirely because of how badly they played against Berlin, not only losing, but losing three sets. So we'll get to that one later. Um, next up was Tours versus Benfica in Pool C. That was basically... A, a match that Tours had to win to put themselves in position to, to get second or maybe third, in which case they could have had a case to get in over Zavierche. But they beat him, They beat Benfica no problem. And after doing so, Tours versus Zavierche head to head at that point came down to set ratio: twelve and ten for Tours, twelve and eleven for Zavierche. So Tours had them by one set. But it didn't actually end up coming down to that because all the drama. Of all, of all the matches, to really have all the drama, it was one that we didn't expect. Lube Chividinova versus Nak Russelare. And this, the, all, all the drama was with this one. Nack Russelare in Pool C, if they had beaten Lube Chividinova in any number of sets, they would have gotten second in that pool, Tours would have gotten third in that pool, and Tours would have beaten out Xavierce in the third place ranking. If Russelare had beaten Lube, Russelare is in. Tours is in, Zavierce is out. But after a crazy match, and all the credit to Rusolari for pushing Lube Lubechivinaova to five, Lube at home does eventually get it done. Something like fifteen to nine or ten in the fifth. It wasn't all that close in the fifth, but uh, lots of drama in the set. It's too close to that, but definitely too close for Lube, and way too close if you were a Zavierce fan rooting for Lube to end up winning that match. So they did. Uh, Rusolari as close as they came. They are out. Tours and Xavierce are in. Last couple games Perugia played the bench. We were wondering if teams were going to play the bench in this week. Perugia chose to play the bench against Durin. They lost the first set with no Gianelli, no Leon, no Colacci, no Soleil. They played mostly the bench, ended up winning in four, didn't really matter. Carlo beat Menon, didn't matter. Last match that mattered was a big one. The rematch of the last two Champions League finals, Trentino versus Zoxa. And to go back to kind of what I was saying earlier, yashemski Vangil, who beat Friedrichshafen 3-0, they had the inside track to the one seed in the bracket. Trentino had to win 3-0. If Trentino had beaten Zoxa 3-0, they would have jumped over Yashemski to take the number one overall seed in the bracket. So Trentino played the starters on the road in Poland in front of a great crowd. Trentino played the starters, and they got... Smoked. First two sets, not even close. Zaxa with Bartosz Bednors looked awesome. Completely took it to Trentino. Down two sets to none. Trentino at that point, even after losing the first set, Trentino at that point had no chance to overtake Jaszczymski for the number one overall seed. And now we got to look at the bracket because this is where the seeding really came into play. You see Jaszczymski there at the very, very bottom, the number one seed. They take on the winner of Tours and Friedrichshafen. Uh, after that, and hypothetically the semifinals, Yashimsky yeah, gets the winner of Hawkbank, Ankara, and Lube Chibinova, which is going to be a really good series. But because Trentino ended up keeping the starters in, even after dropping the first set to Zaxa, they kept the starters in. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get the yep. one seed, but they kept the starters in. They brought it all the way back to win in a reverse sweep. That hurt Trentino badly. If Trentino had just lost the match, if, if after they had no longer anything to play for, if they had lost the match after losing that first set, put in the bench, lost the match, they would be in Lube Chibidinova's spot, play in Halkbank Ankara, and then probably uh, Shemsky in the semifinals. Instead, because Trentino made a huge comeback, putting all that effort and all that intensity mm-hmm. into their starters, because they made that comeback, Trentino has a significantly worse bracket drop. It was the worst thing they could have possibly done to win that match. As soon as they lost the first set, Trentino should have known the situation, pull the starters, save the guys. You've got a lot of matches to win in Italy. You've got a lot of matches to win in Champions League. Instead, they expend all the possible energy winning in a reverse sweep and killing themselves in the bracket because of it. So now we have this. This is the Champions League bracket. It is official. The play-in rounds of the playoffs – Tours versus Friedrichshafen in a two-match series, Berlin versus Zierotbank in a two-match series, and a huge one in, in Poland, Zaxa versus Zabierce in a two-match series. Winner of that one takes on Trentino. Winner of Berlin versus Zierotbank takes on Perugia. Winner of Tours versus Friedrichshafen takes on Yashimski. So Trentino now has a very difficult quarterfinal matchup, regardless of which Polish team wins. And then if they survive that, they almost definitely get Perugia worst possible draw Trentino could have gotten, and it was totally within their control to put themselves in a better spot. But that was it. That was the drama. So Trentino. Eh? <laughs> Tren <Trentino laughs> 10 minutes playoff. later That's it. Trentino puts themselves in a bad spot by making a bad choice. Rousselare narrowly advances, missing out on the playoffs. Xavierce advances by the skin of their teeth. Everything else kind of fell in the way we expected it to, And already this bracket play starts next week. All right, well,
1: you discussed it all. So, don't really don't really need to go into it, into into it that much. Yeah. Th- there it is. Um there's the bracket. Um yeah, we'll work on getting that one under a minute uh, 10 minutes later. Um yeah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> but, though, it was it. it was a sweet day. Yeah, it, it, it was, was. Thanks. It was for, a
0: really cool day. Th- thanks for breaking it down like that. All right, I guess we move on? Sure. Uh the, the other thing that we should point out about Champions League as we segue to the CEV Cup is that, the, as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, the other teams that got third place in their pools in Champions League, so everybody but Xavier Z- uh, who advanced. So Montpellier, Russelari, Carlo Varsco, and Ljubljana, their European season isn't over. They actually dropped down to play the CEV Cup. So here's the bracket here with the CEV Cup with those four teams that dropped down, and the other series also wrapped up on Wednesday. So we saw Scraw win. We saw Mosaic win in a golden set. We saw Piacenza drop a set to a Romanian team, but they advanced. And then, unfortunately, Everett, the dream is over. Lundberg couldn't quite get it done on the road against Modena, losing 3-1, to one, and Modena advances. Yeah, no, too bad for the Lundberg
1: boys. Would have been nice to see them advance. Would have been nice to watch the game, but we couldn't. No. Um,
0: all shut down there by the CEV. We have a lot of gripes about the CEV and broadcasting and media here lately, and this was just the worst thing. How can you... How, how can you not broadcast this game? How can you not broadcast this game? Don't know. Not entirely sure. Brutal. So final eight of the CV Cup is set for what it's worth. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I would be shocked if it wasn't Modena versus Piacenza in the final. And that would actually be pretty fun.
1: Yeah. Two struggling teams out of, out of Italy going to duke it out for a uh, medal. That they may not deserve. But then again, I don't know. I see one of them losing. Um they're both messed up a long ways many times. I mean, Piacenza lose everyone in Italy and Modena saw lost the tools last year, right? So anything cool. could happen.
0: I think in this right. very round, if I remember. So yeah, Modena lubiana is one matchup, uh, varsco versus Scra, Russellare versus Mosaic and all Belgian series, and then uh, Montpellier versus Piacenza. That's the final eight of C V Cup on the men's side. Cool. Great. Okay, you you want, you want to stick in Europe and talk about women's? Oh, I just lost Everett. <laughs> Bye, Everett. I hope he I hope he comes back soon. Uh, maybe he's, I don't know. I, I, I carried that CEV segment, so I guess he's out of here. We'll, we'll wait for Everett to rejoin, but I'll get things talk, started talking about the CEV Champions League on the women's side. Uh, so Champions League on the women's side is a couple weeks behind. They've got uh, a few weeks to make up with. Hey, Everett. Welcome back, buddy.
1: Yeah, sorry. I have no idea. Oh, I do know what happened. I just accidentally clicked wrong, one of my tabs on my
0: computer and brought myself out of the player. Good job. Well, w- welcome back. Uh, I was just starting to talk about Women's Champions League. So week five mm-hmm. going underway this week. Cool.
1: Uh, you have all, all the notes for that one, too. You want to
0: take the whole thing away with that uh, as well? No, please, please chime in. We, we, we talked about this. We talked about it. I was going to ramble for a little bit. Sometimes yeah. it happens. Ra- ramble, not 15 minutes and take everything, but we can talk about that one later. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, not much to say about uh, week number five uh, here, at the Women's Champions League, Um I mean, there was the head scratcher of the match of the week.
0: Oh, there. can it's we a, talk a, about that? Oh yeah, you, you,
1: absolutely. I know that You want to get yourself your best, and it, so it's, so go for it.
0: So, well, so there are five matches today. There are uh, five matches tomorrow and Thursday. There were no surprises today. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing to talk about today. Novara beat Potsdam. Okay, great. Rest of the matches this week. Uh, there's five more. None of them are particularly good. These are all rematches from week one. But the super match of the week, like the featured match of this week, is Hemik Police versus Maritza Plovdiv of Bulgaria. Everett, there are a lot of things wrong with this. Step thing, thing number one, Maritza Plovdiv just had a super match of the week two weeks ago. We don't Unless you're like a championship contender, the CEV doesn't give that that featured spotlight like that, that's really the only thing that that means that's the one game that gets a commentator of the games of those pool play like of the 10 games only one gets a commentator in pool play and that's the one why is Plovdiv getting two matches with a commentator especially because the last time they were on the featured match of the week they put up the most embarrassing performance maybe in Champions League history losing a set to Zajabash's bench 25 to 5 and there's there's so many there's so many better games to be oh looking at like
1: goodness. Gartford Lodge, I think is going to be a great one I mean Potsdam versus Novara like we saw Potsdam just beat Vakuf Bank, maybe right. and put up some something against Novara like we saw Valero Le Canet beat um Volley oh, Mil- Milano so. they're taking I know they're taking out Lodge but like still like that's a has a good good
0: possible match but woods versus stuttgart a, tomorrow is a good game why that's are gonna we going to be a good a, game for sure no 20, idea why we're why
1: we're giving 25 to
0: 5 but like we know we
1: know the reasons and it's not even the typical money reasons it's the boomers in the trench coach who can't who can't figure it out reasons but, like that's 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 why
0: i don't understand of, of all the teams to like pick randomly out of a hat to give another featured match a bulgarian team it's like the, there's not even any rhyme or reason behind it it's just like that, that, that's yeah. Because has kemik has, Kemic, has Kemic have, had a uh, uh, a match of the week match yet? Maybe not. But they fired their coach. They've had a bad year. Like there's there's all sorts of weirdness going on. They're in a Zajabash's pool. They're probably going to get second. But like they have they have they have no chance of of doing any damage. Yeah. No, really. The thing is, like that, 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 that performance they put up against Zajabasha's bench, losing twenty-five to five, was so embarrassing that none of the three teams on social media even posted the result. The CEV in their super match of the week didn't even post the result. Neither I mean, did Zadja neither did Plovdiv, because it was so embarrassing, they didn't even want to publicize that a team scored five points in a set in Champions League, and here they are again, forcing some poor commentator. I have no idea who it's going to be tomorrow, but I don't envy them having to try and fake their way through a Plovdiv match and get excited about it. At least it'll be an hour-ish hour a shower that you know it really sucks
1: to not have the Stuttgart versus Lodge match because that's a big match between the top two teams of the pool with Fenerbahce on their heels so you're going to have one team that whoever wins this match will be the leader heading into the last week so yeah it's a it's it's a real shame other than that i mean when you're looking at the results from today they're all very very standard milanzo taking beats Pomate. Uh, out of the Czech, Rezhov taking down Mullhouse from France, Canigliano over Budapest, um, Valkov Bank over Belgrade, um, is that Serbia? I believe, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Novara, 3-1 over Potsdam. That one had a bit of potential to be something good, but uh, unfortunately, Potsdam couldn't recreate that magic of beating Valkov Bank last week. That's a tall tale to be able to take down Valkov Bank. Uh, and then uh, Novara after that. Um, and then there's there's a few more matches tomorrow you got Lekana against Blage we said that Stuttgart versus Lodz uh match uh Fenerbahce taking on La Laguna and tenor- out of Tenerife and now, of course, the aforementioned uh, match of the day as well with uh, Plovdiv <laughs> taking on Kemik. Oh, and then Exazabasha taking on Kargaviste out of Romania. So still a bunch of oh, matches to watch if you want to go ahead and check those out on Eurovolley.tv. And there's actually a few matches uh, available over on YouTube as well. Well, the match of the day one will be.
0: Right. So the, looking at the pools for Women's Champions League, there's actually not a whole lot of drama uh like caneliano is going to win their pool malone's is going to win their pool it's is going to win their pool where the intrigue comes in is group d which is the woods stuttgart Fenerbache pool that one's going to be really interesting and tomorrow's match will have a lot to do with that and then Vakifbank bank novara's pool uh could be interesting because of Vakifbank's bank's loss to potsdam if novara can beat Vakifbank bank next week then that one gets interesting but uh it's just not not the level of drama that i think the week six on the women's side is shaping up for next week the same way as the men's it's just not quite as competitive of a tournament like team one through 20.
1: no it's not but the the top end will be really good once we get into the final four even in the quarterfinals too with the italian teams taking on the turkish teams and that's pretty much it other than maybe
0: police the chemic police yeah all right uh we we haven't really talked about CEV Cup women's at all this year because there hasn't really been anything good to talk about. But now I think they're in the, I think they're at the like kind of the eighth finals. I think there's, yeah, so there's there's 16 teams left. And so we'll have eight that advance. No, My bad, there's eight teams left. Plus we're going to get four that drop down from the Champions League third place teams the same way as the men's. But we're finally getting some good series in CEV Cup on the women's side. THY Istanbul versus Bustor Asiccio. Is actually kind of a cool series. I think that's the first one of CEV Cup Women's that I've really had on my radar, and I'm actually excited to watch that. If there's going to be a stream, I have no idea if there is.
1: Well, I mean, I, there'll probably be a stream in uh, in for when the matches in Turkey, because I'm sure TRT will take that one, and it'll be somewhere on YouTube if you can find it. There probably won't be a stream for um, Italy because. Ray won't step up and and take the costs, and obviously neither will Volleyball World because it's not one of their events. So you're probably going to be able to get the good old um, Modena versus Lundberg uh, situation where you can only watch one leg uh, of that one, which, you know, is a little bit garbage. I do expect THY to take that one, though. Like, THY is a top five or four team. Like, they're the fourth team in... In uh, in Turkey and they push the best teams like they just went to five with Exactorbasha. Like Busto isn't pushing Conigliano anytime soon. No. They're fighting for they're fighting for a playoff spot, right? So even though Busto is typically a top five team and typically this would kind of be like that the one of the, like the four or five spots, Busto isn't one of those teams this year. Yeah, so, good point. Uh, I would I would expect Kiravan Reich, and Emily and Emily Magno uh, to uh,
0: and the rest of the the THY team to take that one pretty easily. I would say. So that one is tomorrow, first leg, and then next week. I actually think next Tuesday uh, is the second leg. So we'll see if anything interesting yeah. comes out of that. Other, otherwise, not much for C V Cup Women's.
1: Burkai is saying in the chat that he hasn't seen any st- streaming for it Saturday, but he's going to check. He's going to check
0: uh, TRT. TRT okay. Sport. Yep. All right, we had. To, I know I some questions earlier. Uh, I, I brought up that Osmani Wanterena to Zirat Bank Ankara is confirmed. Also, Thomas Jeski to Hulk Bank Ankara. Also confirmed. So we kind of knew about these a couple weeks ago, but finally, just this week, the clubs actually announced them. So two potential difference makers in Champions League. But Everett, I kind of wanted to ask: Is Osmani Wantorena at this point in his career really a difference maker in Turkey? Yeah.
1: How about like? Is, how about is, Champions is, League is, though? I mean, not to p- compete against Perugia, or realistically. I mean, yeah, maybe in, in, in certain situations, it will really like to see, like, we don't know what he looks like, right? We don't know how, how good he is. We That's haven't true. seen him play since last year. Um. And he played sparingly, if that, like he was injured for most of it. So yeah, we'll we'll have to see how, how he plays. I don't think he's able to 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 move the needle. I do think Thomas Jeshki is able to move the needle for for Halt-Bank Ankara. Having him and Bruno on the left side plus Namir, you're you've given like a legitimate a legitimate cannon on the left side. Plus you have Bruno who's what looks like to be the heart and soul of that team, the way he's, he's played and he, he emotionally runs that team. You have Namir who everyone knows can be a, like a 20 to 30 point guy on any given night. One of the most lethal score scores in the game and a guy who I'd probably call a top 15 setter in the world. And is one of the most fun guys to watch volleyball and might So yeah, this, Hulkbeck team is dangerous with the ad- addition of of, of Thomas Jeshki and Osmeni Wantagena. I don't really think he moves the needle that much for Zerat Bancazi. I mean, this is a team that just went to five with Ljubljana out of Slovenia. So I don't really yeah, at home as well. Like that's just an up and down team. And I don't see Osmani having the the longevity. I think he really helps them in Turkey. I think he helps them in the Turkish playoffs. And I think he helps them solidify a CEV spot for next year, potentially. But I don't think
0: he moves the needle for them in Champions League. I think that's a pretty good take. I am kind of looking forward to that series with uh, Bank versus Berlin. I think that that could be kind of good with as streaky as we've seen Berlin be at times this year. But uh, the the way that they beat the way that Berlin beat Savirchi last week was very very impressive. And if they play like that, uh, they'll they'll get past Bank no problem to then earn the high honor of getting smoked by Perugia in the quarterfinals. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, sure, Savirchi didn't have Danani, but. We've already talked about that. So we
0: can move on now to um, um,
1: let's 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 move on to the ad.
0: Yeah, let, uh, good call. So uh, Everett's got the sweatshirt. I've got the shirt. Uh, lots of great stuff available on that volleyball dot store. And Everett, we've still got the promo code, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Use the code spicy for 15% off of your entire
1: order. Um, I've seen not obviously I've seen there's been a number of you who have taken advantage of this. So thank you. Once you do just shoot us a little bit of Instagram, you know, whether it's a story, whether it's a post tag us, tag the nine by nine. We'd love to see it, share it, share it in the discord. If you're not over, oh, remember you absolutely need to be. Um, and yeah, make sure you head over to that volleyball.store dot uh, to pick up all of your nine by
0: nine and your spicy volleyball merch. There's some great stuff on there. So, yeah, the promo code will not last for long, but we're still uh, celebra- celebrating 10,000 YouTube subscribers and 1,000 Discord members. So uh, you get the code SPICY for uh, a little while longer. So take advantage while you got it. All right, where to next, Ever? You want to go to Italy?
1: Yeah, let's go to Italy, man, where it wasn't as crazy of a week. Um, there was a few fun little matches. First and foremost, we need to talk about Siena versus Padova. Now, Siena was in a two-game win streak, the first time all season that they had been able to win uh, two in a row, and they were able to make it three in a row with the reverse sweep over Padova. 28 points um, for uh, Martin Van Garderen in, in this one. He has 69 points. Don't laugh. 69 points in the past three games um, for Siena. They're 3-0 in that time span. He only has 151 points in the season, right? So he's scoring over 30%, like over a third of his points in the past three games for Siena. It's been absolutely massive as they had Julio Penale uh, get knocked out. But they did have Xavier Bartman come in. Um, So that was awesome. Or to, to see Siena and that makes things so interesting because with that win by Siena it pulls them out of the basement and Toronto was super super close to being able to make it even more interesting taking uh, Piacenza to 5 but fortunately enough for Piacenza and their fans they were able to pull it out in 5 but still that relegation race is going to be crazy at the bottom only one point separates Padova um, from Toronto but then if you just go up only nine points separates Cisterna in ninth, the team that started the season almost perfectly and was surprising us all. They've been terrible of late. Um, they're, they've fallen all the way down to ninth, losing um, two in a row last week to Siena, this week to Modena. That's pretty crazy. Uh, we talked about that uh, Tarot versus Lube game uh, a little bit. First and foremost, Lube winless in 2023 in the Super Lega. And this one uh, is, or sorry, I don't know why I said, um, I said I Toronto versus Piacenza. In the yeah. Toronto versus Piacenza match, Ibrahim Lawani in his debut scored 28 points in the loss. That's absolutely massive. But in the Lube versus Verona match, Nomuri Keita dropped 29 points, finally playing on the left side. On finally right to On the On the right side, you're right finally on the right side interesting enough though they use Magalini and not Gord Perrin on the left side so wondering wondering that why that was happening but still Lube winless in the Super Lega in 2023 so that one was a tough one to watch if you're a Lube fan because this is a team that was sitting right up there this is the team that is the only team to have taken Perugia to five sets and they have are winless so far, 0-4 in, in 2023. So that's gonna be a team to watch. Um, other than that, pretty much standard across the board. Trentino stomped Monza. Yeah. Modena just dealt dealt with Chasterna nice and easy. They made and made, made things interesting late, but they pulled away. Lugumju was really good in the MVP in that one. And
0: of course, we don't even need to
1: talk about Perugia just dismantling Milano
0: they have already got the one seed locked up and they're still out here destroying teams. Yeah, the 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 Siena match is it's, it's weird that we're talking about Siena so much in the last couple shows but seriously, what if if Martin van Garderen had played like this, like at least like for Modena last year, remember that series that they Would have been a Ruka much would have been a much different scenario for or Martin for van the, Garderen. Or for, or the or the for Netherlands Madena. or I mean, what man, where did this guy come up with almost 70 points in three matches. That's completely insane. If you were playing in the NFL and, and had and had a run of games like this, he would definitely be getting randomly drug tested because there's 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 something up with that. Uh, but good for him. It's unbelievable. He's doing it on extremely high efficiency. He's passing the ball. Great. It's just like not the type of player that we expected him to be. But boy, was it fun after all these years to watch as a big D.F. Bartman. He didn't start. He came in off the bench in the first as uh, Federico Pereira didn't play very well. 18 16 points. For- though. Yeah, 16 for 34 for the old man with only one error. Pretty good. Yeah, absolutely.
1: He did kind of taper off a little bit uh, later on the match. He came on, brought that spark in. And, you know, like that's going to happen. The new signing comes on. He's going to spark the boys. But, it, man, it, it 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 got to the point when you were watching that match when Van Gardner was almost automatic on the outside. It was It was a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah, hats off to them because – they have just been outstanding and i mean this relegation battle is is by no, in no means like done in any way shape or form but still it's been fun to watch and uh, i i who do they, who do they take on next week oh they're taking on modena so modena has been struggling that's going that one's going to be fun to watch padova takes on milan and then toronto is up against trentino oh trentino okay yeah. so it's three potential three potential losses for the relegation teams, but we'll, we'll have to see other than that I mean I think Trentino stomping Monza the way they did was a huge like a, a huge statement match for Trentino to stop themselves on on a bit of a iffy play I mean they did come back from behind from from winning that uh, that game against Zaxa, but I mean it didn't look it, it wasn't particularly convincing the, right. the way they did it, especially with the, how they played in the first two sets but yeah.
0: Other than that, Monza losing to Trentino, we we talked about that. How about how about Daniele Lavia, seventeen for twenty five with no errors? He was
1: automatic. I mean, like they 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 crushed them. Monza wasn't a factor until the third set, right? right. And it, it really like Monza was going to be able to to uh, take that third set. They were leading pretty late, and uh, they were able to to turn things around. But um, yeah, Trentino just absolutely dominant and when Trentino's good they're really good they're, they're the only team they're the only I think I still think that they're the second best team in Italy and I think they're one of the only teams maybe in Europe this year that can truly compete with Perugia
0: yeah, I don't think they can beat him in a 5-match series, but no. in like a 2-match series like maybe the Champions League semi-final, which is where they are in the bracket just like last year, I could maybe see it. If if Trentino is playing at their top level, you're right, it's really it's 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 like a beautiful style of volleyball to watch when when they're really clicking nicely. You want to talk about Verona versus Lube a little bit more because I am I'm, I'm interested in what's going on. Well, I've always been interested in what's going on inside Radostin Stoichev's head. I've never been able to figure that out exactly but they put namori kata on the right side and then they promptly give him 50 balls 25 yeah, he, for 50
1: because he can take that type of load he he loves a lot of load remember he's coming from korea he was getting 60 to 70 sets a game in korea Great this is point. standard like he probably felt like he wasn't getting enough on the left side when, when he was playing there like to me it's it's what I really like seeing is, is kind of the buy-in from the rock mozic. Cause this is a dude who was at the top of the scoring, the scoring title last year. And this game, he only comes in with f- f- uh, 14 points, but you know who they gave it to in the clutch, you know, when they needed that match point in the fifth set, who did they gave it to? They gave it to the rock mozic and he had a great celebration, jumped up onto the barriers celebrated with the fans. Cause you know, that's a big, a big win for a team at the, the at the beginning of the season had such high hopes Right, you had Shaposhkov who was just leading the league, and then they just kind of died. And finally, Stoichev moved kato on onto the right side. What they really need to have is is bring Gord Perrin in on the left side. I think that will just make them that much better. I don't know if he's injured still or or what's going on, but Magalini is is all right, but I don't think he can get the job done against against a non a non Lube team that is to be honest struggling right now and just can't just can't just can't figure it out right so I mean you 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 know I'm gonna I'm gonna pull from my boy Gord Perrin uh to be out there but I think just experience wise how good he is in serve receive I think he can be an asset to that team and I think if they run with that this is a team that could potentially do some damage
0: so let's look at the standings again because it is as ridiculous as we may have ever seen it. Again, it's eight teams between spots two through nine for seven spots in the playoffs, and then the relegation race. I mean, that, that's what the, the, really the drama is going to come down to. I mean, Chisterna in ninth based on oh, they have the same number of points but one less match win than Milano. There are two teams at 23 points, two teams at 24 points, then two teams at 27 points. Like, Chisterna out of the playoffs right now they're two games away from being in fourth place in the league. Like That's how ridiculous this is. And Verona right there, uh, currently sixth on tiebreakers, is right, is right in the mix. But, I mean, every game, every week in this league, there's going to be so much movement. And You've got to keep in mind, it's not just about making the playoffs. You do not want to be the eighth seed. Milano right now is in that death, instant death position of the eighth seed where they would have to play Perugia in the first round. I mean, you don't want to be the eight and you don't want to
1: be the four or five. Right. Right. That's exactly it. Because if either way you have to play Milano or Perugia in the first round. And I mean, actually, you know what? Any of those teams like Monza from Monza to Trentino, I think could win, could, could, could win a playoff series. I think Trentino as I said is the best second place team and I think we're going to see that down the stretch. But other than that from Modena to to Milano, even Chisterna in there, like that Jesterna versus Modena match was was pretty good. Once was just once Cisterna started going and and Durlich was swinging away on the on the uh on the right side. It it was a good one and they were pushing up to a certain extent in in the fourth set. But still, I, those ones to me from
0: Modena Modena
1: all the way down to Milano are toss-ups.
0: Yeah, they really are, and that first round of the playoffs is only a three, a best of three match series, and kind of anything can happen. If you get it to that third match, uh, who knows? Like pressure sets in, and crazy stuff can happen. But um, obviously, this is Perugia's league to lose, and they will take very quick care of whoever they end up playing in the first round at the eighth seed. Uh, so, yeah, coming up this weekend, Perugia versus Piacenza, Meh. Monza versus Verona is like low key the best game of the weekend. I mean, I think it will be two. It
1: was in the first round uh, as well. It was a really good matchup. But these are two teams who are kind of in the same spot, uh, and in the obviously in the same spot in the uh, the standings, both sitting uh, at 24 points. Verona with a little bit of an edge with one with one more win. But these are two teams who are fighting to be almost like taken seriously right? Verona had a fantastic start to the season, have kind of leveled off since then. Monza had a terrible start to the season, have kind of leveled off since then. So this one's going to be really indicative. Of course, you got to know, I'm going to go with Monza on this one, just a little bit more Canadian flavor on the Monza side. <laughs> uh... which, 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 by the way, I would like to give a shout, shout out to Ronnie Spike who loves calling uh, our Canadians wannabes in the, the chat. Uh, whereas you can find two Canadians in the top 20 of scoring And no Cubans. The highest Cuban is, like, what, 29th, Ronnie? So... Go take a hike. Sorry,
0: I my just had to get, favorite, get that one off the chest. My, my favorite chest. rivalry ever is you versus Ronnie Cuban Spike. Just like talking trash about the players from your respective countries. And, there was a, there was a great argument in the Discord I saw the other day. It was awesome. Oh, to watch I, I, I I
1: was teeing off on uh, on Ronnie <laughs> and Burkai Burkai you know what? You know I love you too, out of Turkey. But I had a bit of a field day with them on Sunday. It was honestly might have been one of my best tripping days on the Discord ever. So 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 that was a lot a lot of fun. In all honesty. I love Ronnie. I think he what he brings to our community is is like it, it has no comparison. So I just like poking the bear sometimes, just like he pokes, likes poking everyone else. It's just you have to keep the balance.
0: That's right. Ronnie is just the best. I, I really like seeing new people come into the Discord and be confused by who this guy is. Like, is he actually this antagonistic, or is the the answer is yes? But it's hilarious, and we and we love Ronnie for that, especially when he uses the alt account on Discord, even yeah. more funny. Perquet ber- ber- was chir-
1: per- chirping me about how Turkey was going to be better, and I was like, "Buddy, you can't chirp me as long as you keep losing to Denmark. So <laughs> once once you start beating Denmark and actually make it into VNL, mm-hmm. Turkey can chirp a little bit more. Oh my goodness, it's like I summoned Jesus. Oh, there he is. Spoke <laughs> his name, and he shows up in the chat. There's Ronnie.
0: There's Ronnie. He'd hey like Ronnie, to himself, Ronnie, you, you want Yeah, you want to join the show and- uh, the first thing you can do is thank yourself, and then we'll kick you off. <laughs> Unbelievable! Uh, if you um, don't know what we're talking about, you're not in the Discord. You better join that thing. Uh, that's awesome, Ronnie. Okay. We love you.
1: Okay, <laughs> I might put, you might put that on a T-shirt, Ronnie. We love you. Oh man, what, right. what was it, um, Venezuelan? What did what did Beanbug? Reference?
0: Venezuelan. Uh, I I don't remember something about Venezuelan dig instead of Cuban. Oh yeah. Dig. That was great. <laughs> yeah, join the Discord. It's 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 the best. All right, uh, you, you want to talk about Poland, Everett? I think I think there's some catching up to do in the Polish league and some other stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just want to start with the latest news out of Scra. Like that to me is 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 the biggest news out of Scra because I think we should just jump jump do straight it. to that. Yeah, absolutely. Scra Belchatov finally has been uh, decided to uh, drop their coach. Um, why am I blanking on his name right now? Uh, Joel the, Banks, British Joel, guy. Joel Banks, British guy. I mean, I mean that should say enough. Britain's not too great at volleyball, and you're sending your best, quote-unquote, coach to coach one of the best teams in the league. But Scraw is, I mean, I remember at one point earlier this season, like, oh, man, Scraw might miss out on the Polish Cup. And it was like the top six teams qualified for the Polish Cup. Scraw might not even make the playoffs. Scraw right. is in eleventh in eleventh that's like um, if manchester united wasn't in like is you know wasn't one of the top teams in in the premier League like what is going on with this? scraw has been absolutely brutal dick coy has been terrible they're only Awful. best like, Antonisiewicz, who was supposed to be the guy, is old and injured. So I don't know. Like, he was old and injured when he played for Perugia. I don't know why Scra would pick him up and think that he's going to be the savior out, out here. The only bright spot for this team has been Matuz Bionek. And someone, someone please free Bionek from the like one of oh. the worst situations in Poland right now. Because they
0: look bad. They look seriously bad. Horrible. Dick Coy coming in off the bench, getting three-donged by a Ukrainian team goes zero for eight attacking with five errors what are we doing what are we doing I, every I, th- I think we should bestow uh the 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 figure it out award of the week sponsored by Vera, sponsored by vero voli malonza the figure it out of award of the week <laughs> goes to goes to Scrab elkatov this week figure it oh. out you guys uh, they fired their coach maybe, they, maybe they're taking the first steps. the first step is 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 you know admitting you have a problem, right, Everett? The first step is taking a look in the mirror, realizing that you have a British guy coaching a team of geriatrics, and maybe that's not going to work. This is one of the most proud franchises on all of volleyball anywhere. They had Mariusz Flaswy just like carrying them deep in playoff runs for years and years and years, and they're sitting in 11th, getting three-owed by a by a Ukrainian team, and like putting all these 45-year-olds out on the floor figure it out. So, yeah. Scrog gets the figure it out award of the week sponsored by Vera Voli Malonza, who also to talk about
1: to talk about another Polish team that's also struggling. We've talked about Zavierce getting three-donged in the yes. Champions League. They got three-donged by Kedavice as well. Not to mention Kedavice and they've just like their best player Thomas Huso, just left them to go play for uh, he's he's probably going to be joining modena that's that's what it looks like from 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 social media so if went from at one point being the top of the table in the in the plus liga looking like they were going to be the team from from poland to compete with um to just dropping all of a sudden drop getting three dunged in bad fashion by berlin and then this is even worse against uh katowice
0: katowice is bad they're 14th in the league out of 16 teams like If it weren't for Biel Skopiala, they would be a relegation candidate. And that, that is not good for a team that's, that should be as good as Xavi is. So uh, a lot of teams in the Plus Liga that need to figure it out. Uh, one, did Everett, did you hear about this? Charney Rodham has made a transfer move. And it is none other than sending Uncle Mo away. No, I didn't hear about this. They got you, rid it, of Uncle Mo? You know where Uncle Mo is going for the rest of the year? Where? He's going to Rosovia. Explain. Like, I
1: don't know. Why would Rosovia want Uncle Mo? Why?
0: Why? I mean, maybe I... to
1: add some depth on the left side. Like they want to they want to make a deep run in the Plus Liga playoffs because they're not in any European
0: competition. So they just – I don't. That it, that but one Uncle doesn't really. Mo. Like Uncle Mo is not good. I, I mean, I I think that Tibor Rosard is hurt, so at least you have somebody behind DeFalco and Chibul, but not Uncle Mo. I mean, we, we've, we've been laughing at Uncle Mo for years, and for good reason. All he does, everywhere he goes, is get relegated.
1: Oh, this is true. He does have that. I mean, Rome is was well at the bottom of the relegation rates, but now he's playing for Rosovia, one of the top teams in the league. Actually, the top the team in the league. And I mean, <laughs> it, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't hate this move um, because... You just need someone to kind of solidify the serve receive and that's exactly what uncle Mo is good at doing right he's good at passing if there's if there's one thing that that the let's give uncle Mo is that he's good at passing. I mean I don't think he can jump over the height of a ball, but he's good (laughs) he's good at passing right and with with a team like Rosovia with you have when you have uh, TJ TJ DeFalco playing the way he is. I think you could kind of just need to let, let him swing away and have someone be solid and not disrupt the team order a little bit uh, like too much. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. So the, the chat's backing us up here. Uh, somebody, somebody is saying that Thibault Rossard is hurt. So they're bringing in Ancomo to be their third guy behind DeFalco and Chabu. And I don't think we're going to see Ancomo on the court that much. But if he were to see playing time, I think you're right. Reception is probably his only value. It's just really funny for a guy who we make fun of all the time Uh, going from bad team to bad team to bad team, like all of a sudden with, uh, what do they have, eight matches left in the year in Poland, going into the best team in the league. That just came out of nowhere. You know what? Volleybox has Mauricio Borges, otherwise known as Uncle Mo, as a top 100 player. Volleybox's individual rankings make absolutely no sense. And uh, I don't care that Uncle Mo has an Olympic gold medal, but all he does is get relegated, (laughs) at least lately, at least lately. No, but I'm,
1: I mean, I think he makes practices better. He provides that, provides that stability off the bench behind Chebo, And you know what? A little bit of depth goes a long way in a long plus-liga season that is going to have a long playoffs as well.
0: Speaking of Rosovia, one of the best matches of the year in the PlusLiga was Zaksa, the defending champions, uh really starting to come into form. Bartosz Bednor shows up. Zaksa beats Rosovia and they beat him in four for full points. So that puts a lot of traffic up at the top of the standing. Let's look at that again. Rosovia fifty three, Ashemsky fifty two, Xavierche forty eight, Zaksa forty six. Any of those teams still very much alive for the one seed in the playoffs. I mean Rosovia's got the inside track, but um, when we get to the semifinals in the Plusliga playoffs, if it happens to be these four teams, those are going to be some really good series.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And any of those top four teams are awesome. And they've all held first place at, at one point or another, right? right. I think there's a massive drop-off drop there after Varsova um, to, uh, or from Zaxa. But still, any of those top teams, I think, are, are going to be fantastic. And it's going to be very fun to see which ones get those top spots. Because, of course, that's going to impact um, Champions League moving forward. Those top three teams are going to be headed to Champions League uh, next year. And that's a spot that Varsovia would love to be in.
0: Yeah, it's about time we get Rosovia back in Champions League. So uh, they've got they've got I mean, really, it's all in their control at this point. Uh, another get transfer, uh, Gdansk, who just lost 3-0 to Yashimsky. They're picking up Zhang Yin, the Chinese outside hitter who was their only good player this past summer. I remember there was a there was a time when he was rumored to go to Modena and be kind of their their fourth outside hitter on the bench at the beginning of the year. Uh, I assume he played at home in the Chinese League. Uh, but it's been confirmed by the club that Zhang go at going to Gdansk because kind of be a backup outside hitter. And I kind of like that because they got this uh, Mikoyev Savitsky character who's a little bigger. And then Jan Martinez, the Argentinian guy, who's basically a second libero. So if you need a more of a scoring presence, that's actually a kind of a decent option. So another transfer later to the Plus Liga very late in the year. <laughs> and uncle
1: mo was the mvp of the brazil league right before he went to Vibo, and then yeah what okay went to Vibo. yeah he <laughs> he got relegated i mean relegated. i do think we hate him on that Vivo team uh a little bit much but uh, two things i, I want to mention first of all ozzy's tragic coming through in the chat for Shavon a five win game uh, five five game win streak so good call that's pretty, that's really pretty massive for them and then also uh starting today uh and also happening tomorrow is the uh polish cup so jw uh and uh Zavierci, because they were the the leaders at the end of the first half of the season got to play two teams from the toren liga it was a 3-1 win against bedzin for zawierci and then a 2-3 donger for uh jw they did get pushed a little bit 22-24 or 25-22 26-24 and 25-23 against Arka kelm um which is another one of the uh league two teams and then tomorrow. Uh, happening for the Cup. You got Zaksa taking on Gdansk and Rostovia
0: taking on Suvalki. Both pretty good games. I mean, Zaksa just lost to Gdansk like a week ago. We talked to Eric Shoji about that when we were in Austin and then Rostovia versus now Suvalki hasn't been nearly as good since they were to get this top six spot. Where are they now? They might not even be in the top eight anymore. Uh, let's see, yeah, all the way down to 10th. So they've, they've been slipping. I expect Russovia to win that one, but I, I will definitely be tuning into Zaxa versus Gdansk. That game is going to be good. So uh, two more spots left in the final four of the Polish Cup. Kind of an interesting tournament because they play in between both the divisions like that.
1: Yeah, to be honest, by looking at the Shvalki, um, uh roster, it's surprising to me that they were doing as, as well as, as, as they were doing earlier in the season. Like they have Matias Sanchez. Sure. Miran Kuzunjic uh, of out of Serbia. And other than that, just Polish dudes and nothing yeah. against, nothing against Polish dudes. Obviously they're some of the best volleyball players in the world, but just nothing that really moves the needle needle for me. And it's, it's not surprising that they've fallen all the way out of the playoff race.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, another transfer rumor. Ozzy's bringing up in the chat. There's, So this is the time of the year, especially in Poland, where there starts to be a ton of transfer rumors for next year. And I think, Everett, if if you agree with this, I don't think we should really talk about them until the club offseason. I really don't like I really don't like how with with still like two months left in club season, maybe even three months for a lot of the teams. We're already talking about transfer rumors for next year. I don't really like that.
1: Or if we're going to talk about it, let's do it in a separate forum from this. Like That's if they're going to the rumor, let's just have a podcast where we casually talk about it and and talk about what could be because there's just so much that could happen. I mean, I don't really want to get into it, but I saw uh, a a couple of players going after Pasini recently about some maybe unethical reporting uh, going on on on, in, on Instagram. Um, Everybody's favorite so if, Italian insider. Absolutely. So, I, yeah, I, like I think I love talking about the, the potential stuff, but let's do that in another forum. I think because uh, it's it's fun to discuss. Maybe we we call into Tommy and Monty and a few, and maybe Agatha as well because she's got her like finger on the pulse in terms of of what's going on for that stuff. So let's let's do it in a in a different way. I'd say.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't, I just don't like that this market is already happening while there's still lots and lots of volleyball to be played this year. I mean, we've, we've complained about it before on the show, I think, but you're already trying to build your rosters for next year without knowing what your team is going to do to end the year maybe that's in the playoffs maybe that's pushing towards a championship you're, you, that's important data to consider what happens with the guys you have now as you build your team for next year but you're already trying to scramble for pieces i don't really like the the transfer calendar it seems like poland is the biggest problem they're the ones that, that that's kind of start the shuffle in january of all times i don't really like that very much so we'll talk about yeah. it in a, a different place
1: yeah, absolutely. It's it's just a weird vibe. Like i absolutely go ahead and re-sign your players for later years. Right. That, that right, should be right. a no brainer. Yeah. But you shouldn't be going and you know, that whole situation last year of Agona knowing that she was going to play for uh Vodka Bank last year was, was was just weird. You've already got those rumors about other players floating around. So yeah, it's 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 odd. Although I, I am liking this like mid-season transfer situation um, with Rosovia just going picking up, you know, like you're a bottom, you're a bottom team. We're going to pick up one of your players. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And we're just going to put them on our roster. Yeah. Now if like transfers that like mid-season that happen immediately and affect teams this year, we'll absolutely talk about those. So I think we already covered all the recent ones. Yeah. Uncle Mo, Thomas Rousseau, Jean-Jingin, Osmani Arena, Thomas Jeschke. I think that that's all the big ones, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. Uh, So a couple more things, Everett. I want to talk about this because it's going to be a very fun weekend uh, for the Volleyball League of America. I will be in sunny, beautiful San Diego. Uh, Cannot wait. And the first of five weekends in a row of some form of VLA competition. Uh, either like a Tier 1 regular season event or, in this case, a big old cup tournament. So 14 teams in the VLA going to San Diego this weekend. We did a big preview show last night on Around the VLA on the VLA channel. Going to be a really, really good tournament to get the kind of the West Division underway. And something that I think a lot of people that will like is the broadcast that we're doing. So we're going to have four courts going on all at the same time. What we're going to do is have we're going to have a dedicated stream for every one of them, but also... We'll have one stream that starts at like 8 a.m. Pacific and runs literally all day, nonstop, where we'll be kind of switching between four cameras, one quarter at a time. Some, I think we might have the technology to multi-screen, like bring two games in at a time, perhaps. Kind of what Bounce House does, like that Bounce House broadcast for the Bundesliga, which is so awesome. We're going to be doing our version of that on the VLA channel. We're going to start it first thing in the morning run it all day long, flip back and forth between courts, talk about what's happening, interview players, just a a long, constant stream for everyone to follow along with the West Division Cup tournament. So that's going to be cool. I encourage everyone to check it out uh, basically all day Saturday and Sunday.
1: Yeah, it should be a fun
0: one. My question, first and foremost, is where's Ruckus? Ruckus Ruckus kind of rebranded. They're that team on the bottom there, this team NV out of Las Vegas because their owner or like their their main general manager moved to Vegas and wanted to start from from zero in terms of the standing so in doing that they kind of screwed up the seeds because the seeds go in order of cumulative points, and this team that this is basically the team that won this tournament last year they're starting at zero points and they're getting way lower of a seed why would they why would they want what what benefits them from starting with a lower seed? I don't really know. Do they want
1: to move up to tier one?
0: Uh, no, they don't. Otherwise, they would keep the points that they've got. So they're chilling where they're at, and they're starting from zero points, which uh, they're, yeah, they're in pool D. They're probably going to win that pool. They could easily win the tournament, but the Rising Tide roster is really good. Uh, the Bay Area Dimes roster is really good. I think the Ascension roster is pretty good. There's, there's, there's going to be a lot of good players, a lot of good teams. And then I think of these teams, of the 14, four of them are brand new to the VLA, which is awesome. So they're going what about
1: Emiola, be- though? They were good last year, weren't they? They
0: were, but yeah, they won the VLA Cup, but a lot of their kids are still in, in the NCAA. Like they have, there's, there's three Pepperdine kids and a Northridge kid and, and then a kid that's overseas. So they, they're only bringing back two of the starters from the team that won that tournament. All right, fair enough. Um, and all of those matches, if you want to watch them individually,
1: they're going to be as members only? And Correct. And your still yet-to-be-named Red Zone style of <laughs> broadcast, is that going to be for free?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. So the, the every individual game will be members only on the VLA YouTube channel, not this one. Uh, look up Volleyball League of America. That membership is only 99 cents. So if you want to watch games, we, we think that that's pretty reasonable. But yeah, the whole like the, the long all day stream where we flip back and forth, like bounce house style or NFL red zone style, that'll be public. So everyone can watch that. And uh, as I asked the discord last night to help me try and name that broadcast, because I'm, I'm not creative, I can't figure out a name for it. If you think of a cool name for a volleyball broadcast that is like that, where we're just going to run it all day for a tournament, flip back and forth between courts, you know, just kind of jump around, talk about the games that are interesting at the time. If you've come up with a name for that, comment your suggestion on this video after the stream is over and I'll read through them. If any of them are good, we might use it.
1: I think it should be the VLA Spike Town, uh, in honor of Danny Kinda, um the great American <laughs> that was a pretty good uh, volleyball hero hero. Um so I, I think I think that would be that would be a good one.
0: Dude, are we getting uh, to the point where, where where kids these days are too young to have seen Danny Kinda?
1: Yeah, I think that is the problem. I oh, think no. someone needs to find Dan Dan Kinda and and bring him back.
0: Um Those were legendary videos. Is are
1: they still available on YouTube? They've gotta be. I sure hope so. Let's let's. I'm gonna do a quick little search here. Yeah, we'll um,
0: we'll put them Uh, we'll put him in the Discord. Any kind of bag. volleyball. Oh,
1: oh yeah. It's still it's still there. It's, awesome. It's still there. <laughs> it's oh, like man. probably
0: the only like really entertainment piece of volleyball content that we've ever had, other than the anime. Honestly.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Danny, Danny kind of awesome. volleyball recruit. Danny kind of and the volleyball alphabet song. Danny kind of and Team USA, all classic. <laughs> All classic videos. I also had like t- Danny Kinda merch when I was when really I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I had a, a Gator shirt. Gator. I might steal the that. Danny Clayton, Kinda, don't get mad at us if we. If Clayton
0: we Lucas says that during broadcasts. He actually references Danny Kinda during broadcasts. One of the only like funny that's because That's that that's on. because
1: that's when he did his research last. Okay, no, I really <laughs> can't say
0: that. Uh, good one. There's no way he watches the show. Uh, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, watch. Well, He's going to watch that one clip. <laughs> um, all right there, there's there's one other piece of news that came out today, everett that's on a little more serious note that I do think we kind of need to talk about we We were talking about this in the Brazilian channel of the discord today, and we haven't covered the we haven't covered the Brazilian Club League very much this year because it's not very good like we 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 saw sada crucero get like pretty easily steamrolled the club world championship It's just not as easy to follow along with, but unfortunately. The headline is that Wallace de Souza, uh, of course, the o- Olympic gold medalist opposite the captain of Sato Crucero, has been suspended indefinitely by his team. And the reason why is uh, amidst a whole lot of Brazilian political turmoil that I'm not going to get into. He posted a bunch of stuff on his Instagram story that uh, did a lot of things wrong. Uh, you can go, you can go see him for yourselves, or go like read the reports of exactly what was said or exactly what was implied. More importantly. I mean, I think we should, if we're gonna bring
1: it up, we should talk about it, right? If we're gonna, if we're gonna bring about it up and discuss it, we can't just we can't be like, hey, well, let's talk about this and dance around the subject. Yeah, Essentially, he. Um, essentially is stated through his instagram uh story that the new president of brazil should be shot um and and now whether what no matter what side of the political you divide um you you fall on i don't think that's i don't think that's acceptable in any forum but especially for someone who has a platform and is the the person like the, it is the role model that he is, you know, not just for young people, but for so many uh, people, um, I I just think that's wrong. Like, you know, like even even when Trump was in power, you know, it's not like people were were going out and saying like, hey, Trump should be shot. Right or or vice versa. I mean, there's 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 maybe people saying that Biden should be shot, but no one with, you know, n- no one in the NFL or NBA. No, right. right. Or 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 M- or MLB. You know, like it's it's all people with who want to say their stuff. But if you are like he's the captain of the team, he's an Olympic champion, he has a platform like that type of stuff, like for, for me that suspension is no matter where you fall on the political sh- spectrum, that suspension is is absolutely appropriate.
0: Agreed. Totally justified. You, you you, can never, you can't even imply it. He didn't go out and say that the new president of Brazil should be shot. He implied it. And you just absolutely cannot do that in any way, shape, or form. Weirdly enough, like Brazilian volleyball is really attached to Brazilian politics, like on one side or the other, more so than most countries. And that's not really a good thing. Uh, we, we've heard about Mauricio Souza, uh, who's been kind of left out of most volleyball media these days i think he's into politics now probably not in a very good way but like you you can't do this if you're wallace you represent your country on an international scale you have an olympic gold medal for brazil you cannot at least even remotely talk about assassinating your president That's completely ridiculous so a, a well-deserved suspension it says in sada crucero said indefinitely that just means until further notice i would be surprised if he played the rest of the season
1: yeah uh, absolutely and i mean we i've i've looked through the comments on their instagram page it seems like people have mixed uh opinions on it um but i agree i definitely think it's the right right call by Sado Cruzeiro. cruzero and i would highly doubt if we saw him in a brazil uniform ever again
0: well yeah he already retired and unretired once exactly uh, to, come, to come back for the world championship i doubt we see that again but especially not after this uh So, uh, lesson learned, people. Social media is dangerous. You can't just say anything you want, especially if you have an Olympic gold medal around your neck. So, lesson learned right there. All right. uh, Anything else, Everett? I know that that's kind of a downer way to end the show, but it did, it did, it was worth bringing up because it did happen earlier today. Uh, What do we, what do we got? We got Polish Cup tomorrow. We got uh, the normal Italian leagues this weekend. We got VLA Saturday, Sunday. Got a lot of good stuff as always.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think tomorrow, uh, with some of those Polish Cup matches, they should be great. And uh, I'm definitely going to be checking out Verona versus Monza this weekend. I think I think those that's going to be the biggest match in, in Italy, for sure.
0: So, you know where to find us, ladies and gentlemen. The Discord link is in the description. If you're not already in there, that's where we're going to be talking about all this volleyball between now and next show. And next show, of course, same time, same place, next Tuesday, right here on Volleyball Source. So, uh, give us a follow, all the places. Give this video a thumbs up. Let's see, what do we got? Seventeen right now. Uh, we can do better. We can do better than that. There's several hundred people that have watched this video. Uh, hit us with a thumbs up before we're out of here. And then after the video is over, leave a comment. If if you think my my big VLA stream where we flip around the courts and stuff, if you think that has a if you have a name idea for that, put it in the comments afterwards. All right. Peace guys. We'll see you in February.